Welcome to Lead Pods, the official leadership podcast from USMB for pastors and church leaders, where our goal is to increase our impact together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 62 of the USMB Lead Pods. My name is Matt Ayersman, and I'll be your host today for another episode that I'm looking forward to sharing with you. So it is September. We are officially in the back to school season. And so this is probably the best time to introduce you to a new friend in the USMB family, very involved in education. And that is the brand new president of Fresno Pacific University over there in Fresno, California. So we recently talked to a professor from Fresno. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the seminary there. Uh, Fresno Pacific is the MB school that we're really proud of, and they're doing lots of great things over there. And uh, Dr. Andre Stevens just recently took over just a few months ago as their new president. And I got to speak with him briefly at the convention in Kansas City earlier this summer and then wanted to follow up and to introduce him to you, to all the USMB family across the country listening wherever you are today. So I really was impressed with Dr. Stevens. He's a lot of fun. He's got a great pedigree uh, with lots of experience from Biola University they just bring into Fresno. And just, I can, you can hear it in his voice how much he cares about uh, students and about Christian education, especially Christian higher education. So I really enjoyed getting to know know him a little bit better and I think you will be impressed as well. So let's take a quick break to hear from a sponsor and I will introduce you to Dr. Andre Stevens, the new president of Fresno Pacific University. Deciding on the right college is a big deal. At Fresno Pacific University, they get it. They are a private, nonprofit Christian university where your academic success is their priority. The Mennonite Brethren roots run deep from the classroom to the field. Professors connect you to research and internships. Financial aid makes your education affordable, and with their four-year guarantee, you'll graduate on time to launch your career. Visit fpu.edu for more information about their undergrad, graduate, and degree completion programs. Fresno Pacific University. Possible happens here. All right, my friends. Well, today I have the honor of introducing you to the new president of Fresno Pacific University. Today we're talking to Dr. Andre Stevens. Uh, If you were at the convention in Kansas City a few weeks ago, you probably got a chance to at least hear from him for a couple minutes. Maybe you saw him walking around. Uh, Dr. Stevens, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks for spending time with us on the podcast. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. And uh, hello to everyone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's great to spend some time with you. So at the convention, I think you were literally just kind of days into your new your job. I think you started July 1st. It's great to meet you. I think your wife, Beth, was there too. So it was yeah. fun just to kind of put a face to the name. And um, so if you're a few more days in now <laughs> since the convention. So today we'll, we'll kind of dive in. I just want to hear your story, hear about kind of what drew you to Fresno, kind of your dreams for your position. But before we get too far, let's just get to know you a little bit. So tell us about yourself, your family, and kind of what led to getting you at, at Fresno. Okay, thanks, Matt. And uh, again, my name is Andre, and I am uh, here in Fresno, California now. Uh, my family of origin is actually from Central America, from Panama. Uh, but I was born in New York and grew, grew up in Southern California in the Los Angeles area. Uh, My wife, Beth, and I met in college at Biola University. She is from San Francisco, California. We are both pastor's kids, actually. So we both grew up in the church. And um, and for me, when I was in high school, I uh, played basketball. Um, Actually, I didn't play. I was on the team. (laughs) I just sat on the bench. Uh, (laughs) But uh, later in my high school career, junior, between my junior and senior years, I um, we went to a basketball camp at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, and I loved it because it's uh, if you've ever been to Santa Barbara and Westmont is up in the hills, the Montecito Hills. It's beautiful. 
And so when I came back home, um, a friend of my mom's, who's like a second mom to me, said, well, if you're looking at Christian colleges, why not Biola? And um, I didn't know what that was and ended up going to Biola. I love uh, this idea that I could learn more about my faith and grow in my faith and and um, and take, uh, you know, my uh, discipline, which was communication major. Yep. And so that was great. And that's where I met Beth end of my freshman year. We were friends for a few years, then um, started dating at the end of college and eventually got married in 1991. So we just celebrated actually December. I guess we're further away from it now, but December of 2021, we celebrated our 30 year anniversary. Oh, very uh, cool. We have three kids. Uh, they're not kids. They're young adults. Our youngest, Tori, or Victoria, we call her Tori, is here with us in Fresno. She's 19. And then we have two older boys, uh, 26 and 23, and they're, they are both uh, software engineers uh, oh, working cool. at a medical device company in Southern California. So they're still in uh, the Los Angeles re region. And then we have a dog named Zoe, and she is a snoodle. She's part <laughs> schnauzer, part poodle, so hypoallergenic. Um, she's nice. 12 years old, so she's a senior citizen, but uh, she looks <laughs> like a puppy because she's a little 10 pounder, but that's awesome. my family. And, um, yeah, no, that's great. It's great to hear about your family. So yeah. Tell us more about Biola. You were there for, I think over 30 years, right? Biola is yeah. a great school. So tell us about your time yeah. there. What, what, what roles, roles did you have uh, before yeah. this current one? Yeah. So Biola is a great school. I think Brazil Pacific is also a great school. Of course. <laughs> of, put course. That in. of course. So, um, so, yes, I was at Biola 31 years uh, plus four years as an undergrad. So really my whole adult life for uh, 35 total years. Wow. I loved it. I loved the experience. It was transformative for me. And I can share a little bit about that later because that's mm -hmm. why I've committed my life to Christian higher education. Yeah, uh, I graduated with a communication degree and started working in the admissions office. And I couldn't believe they were paying me to talk about the school because I loved it. Mm. <laughs> uh, my experience at Biola was truly transformative. Mm -hmm. And so I um, started working there. I went to Cal State Fullerton for a master's degree while I was working. And um, and I, I wanted to be a professor, actually, a communication professor. But as I was finishing my master's degree, I was also getting promoted at mm. Biola. And I realized that I am actually, um, at least someone thinks I'm good at the administrative side of higher ed. Mm -hmm. And I felt, and I, and I loved it. And so I was um, in the enrollment management area for 25 years and starting as an admissions counselor and ending uh, as an associate vice president there. Wow. And, um, and then six, almost seven years ago, the president asked me to move over as vice president for student life. Wow. So for the last six plus years at Biola, I've worked um, directly with students and the team there who are just come alongside the academic side of the house, uh, what we call the curricular and the co-curricular, um, mm -hmm. to make sure those experiences are um, what we would call holistic education. So students mm -hmm. spend most of their time outside of the class, as you know, yeah. uh, super important, but we also want to curate the time outside the class and that they're uh, aligned. And so um, what students experience in the class, it's they go to their residence halls or back to their homes and their clubs and athletics mm -hmm. are processing those things. They yeah. actually, th there's some intentionality to that. Mm -hmm. So um, that was my career at Biola. It was, it was really good. And, and then it's at some point um, I did my probably now five, six, seven years ago, I started my, uh, graduate degree, my PhD. And so I did a PhD in higher ed administration at Claremont Graduate School. 
uh, again, down in Southern California. And I, I, I did that because uh, I wanted to continue to learn and grow in my, my own skills and knowledge. And also in, in case there was an opportunity to move uh, to something else. Okay. And I wasn't actively looking for anything else because I, I, I again, I love my role at Biola. Uh, but I wanted to be prepared in case anything did come up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Fresno Pacific, I think it was this past January, someone reached out to me and said, you know, our president is retiring and mm-hmm. we think you might be a good fit for the presidency of Fresno Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, I had known Fresno Pacific because we're in the same athletic conference. I've known it okay. since I was an admissions counselor back in the 90s. And the things that stood out to me back then, what I knew, because I had not been to the campus before, um, what I knew about it, Fresno Pacific was the first or among the first Christian colleges to really lean into um, like our undocumented students here in California, oh, especially okay. because we're a border state. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so just just having a posture to reach out and help educate those students. And yeah. then it's a H- Hispanic serving institution. And so mm-hmm. for for some of us in Southern California, um, President Pacific was the tip of the sword in mm-hmm. uh, education, ed- educating uh, the students in our state. Very and cool. so that was something that was attractive to me. And then as I started to to learn more, so so I didn't I didn't uh, I'm not a fisher fisherman fisher mm-hmm. person I don't know the right <laughs> thing there, but um, sure. but I didn't I didn't bite at the first bait, you know, when they said we think you'd be good good. I just again my I'm focused on on uh, my work at Biola, and I also the last two years served as a as a, I was our COVID czar, if you will, at Biola. Okay. Which is, yeah, uh, no one envies that job. It was not. It was not fun, but yeah. nonetheless, um, a great team that I worked with and leaned in with to navigate the last couple of years. Uh, so, someone else reached out to me a- again. I think a few weeks later, and um, and also encouraged me to apply. So I started to look into it a little bit more, Matt. Mm-hmm. And uh, and honestly, it's a long story, but for sake of oh. time, mm-hmm. um, I. I saw a picture of students on the website. Mm. Uh, then there's Fresno Pacific has a, uh, I think it's kind of an iconic fountain in front of their uh-huh. a- administration building. And when I saw those students in front of that uh, fountain, it just grabbed my heart. Mm. And um, it was just a reminder of why I do the work that I do. And we do the work that we do. It's yeah. for students. And um, again, I can tease that out a little bit more, but mm-hmm. um, that grabbed my heart. And so I went through the process and, and uh, here I am today. And and I, I shared with the board when I was candidating, uh, being a college president is probably one of the toughest jobs in, in our country. There's yeah. just so many constituents and pressures. Mm-hmm. Like, who would want to do this? <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, it's just, it's really difficult. But I, I think the only way you, you would want to do this is if, if you felt called. And I, mm-hmm. and I feel uh, God has called, called me here at this time. Oh. Well, that's awesome. So I, I got to talk to you just very briefly at the convention. Mm-hmm. I, I read a couple articles about you and something that I keep um, reading, or I just see it in you. I just even listening to you speak, like your, your passion for students is very mm-hmm. evident. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, college president, it's a very difficult job. You're balancing yeah. hundreds of things and there's the yeah. academics, there's the facility side yeah. of things. There's, there's yeah. a billion things that you're ever seeing, but I can just hear you that yeah. you are really passionate about helping students. So, do you know, where does that come from? Or why is that so crucial? Why is that so key to you? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking that. So, um, and I'm going to go back to my own experience as an undergrad. 
Uh-huh. And uh, hopefully I don't get too emotional because I really am passionate about it. That's great. Uh, and especially when you think of Christian higher education, not so yeah. higher education in general, but Christian higher education, uh, we're different. So uh, yeah. the minute I think a student um, or, or family, for that matter, steps onto our campus or steps into a Zoom room, something mm-hmm. should be different. Yeah. And for me, I, I grew up and I, I mentioned my dad was a, was a pastor, United mm-hmm. Methodist pastor, actually. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm going to use language that I have now, but I didn't have then um, uh-huh. to describe. Um, he, he was a he was an angry person to put it, you know, uh, okay. mildly, I guess. Okay. And so I grew up uh, I grew up afraid of my dad, mm. and uh, and then consequently, um, my view of God was like my view of my earthly dad. Yeah, I, I believed he got the world started, and then he was just there to punish you anytime you did mm. something wrong. Yeah, and so I was afraid of God. Hmm. And, uh, and so I get to, to this Christian college in Southern California and, um, and on, actually, honestly, I wanted to transfer within the first week or two, because the la- if you if you don't come from like a, a, a conservative evangelical home, the language is so different, the Christianese, sure, if you will. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and so you walk in and people are talking about, uh, doing devos. Uh, well, when I grew <laughs> right. up, Devo was a rock band, you know, okay. <laughs> like, what's a Devo, you yeah. know, those, those kinds of things. So. Sure. Um, so I, I just felt like I didn't fit in. Well, I, I did, I, I did, I did, I was an athlete, uh, mm-hmm. in high school and college, I was a track track and field person. And so there's some guys there who said, Dre, you need to jump onto the track team. And so that mm-hmm. became like a place of belonging for me. And I ended up okay. staying mm-hmm. well, a few months later, I'm sitting in a chapel and I don't know who this, the, who the speaker is. I don't remember who the speaker is, I should say. Okay. Uh, but he started describing God as a God of love and mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had not, uh, I used to say I hadn't experienced God that way. I'm sure I did experience God that way. I just didn't know it was God. Yeah. But that day, my heart just began to melt. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, God, I, I can approach God like Hebrews says. Yeah. Um, just just uh, even in my sin, I, I, mm-hmm. I have access to him because he's yeah. faithful. Mm-hmm. and just and um and kind and merciful and loving and and that just honestly just changed my perspective of who god is yeah. and so i would say i went into to college with my view of god really small mm-hmm. and the view of my problems and issues really big yeah. and what what a christian college did for me was say god is really big and my issues mm-hmm. are really small so uh-huh. right perspective and yeah. so so then so so then the point then for me the passion about students especially students going to christian school now biola is really different because it's one of the few schools that actually ask students to be christians to attend okay um yeah very few students uh, schools have that requirement Uh but at fresno pacific and and others um most of the students or you can you don't have to have a faith to come and so there's a ministry actually if you will to students who have deep faith or no faith or anything in between Absolutely. Right. And that yeah. is so beautiful to me. It's and so um because of again this transformation in my own heart, um, knowing who God is, we my, my wife and I, Beth, um, we want students to experience the love of God that surpasses mm. all knowledge and understanding and yeah. to have right perspective to to the degree that we can have right perspective of a great God, you know. Yeah. Um, we we believe that that God is merciful and he he loves he loves us and he mm-hmm. wants to shower his love. Um, I think, obviously, I think for me and my understanding of theology on this side, 
of, of a judgment that he, mm-hmm. he, he wishes none should perish, but all should come to a saving knowledge of him. And so we have this opportunity to do that. So I just spoke with the, the, the here at Fresno, we have a welcome back breakfast for faculty and staff. Okay. And uh, I just did that last Thursday. It was my first time seeing the faculty, right? Because I started in the summer, faculty are usually gone. Right. I had uh, inter- interacted with some of the staff already. But I, I reminded them uh, and in- tried to encourage them. And I think, I mean, I got feedback that it was positive, but just reminded them that, the, that we have a sacred call. Mm-hmm. especially at a Christian institution and the work we yeah. do with the students in our classrooms and on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And if you know academic history, the robes that we wear, like a commencement and mm-hmm. convocation, they're, they're actually priestly robes from the monastic yeah. schools, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we when we put those robes on, what I, what I share with the faculty and staff is like, when we put those robes on, really symbolically, <laughs> every, every day, we are representing Christ to our students and we're representing mm-hmm. love we're pu- mm-hmm. we're putting on love we're putting on grace we're putting on forgiveness we're putting on kindness we're putting on truth we're putting on wow. hope mm-hmm. and and that is that is not a, a concept that's found in the person of Jesus Christ yeah. and so as we <laughs> as we walk into those doors as we're in the zoom rooms because some of our classes are online Mm-hmm. Uh, right. That is what we're doing. And so that's what I'm passionate about, because I'm yeah. passionate about seeing people know the love of God that mm-hmm. actually forms and transforms our hearts. Um, yeah. The problems of our world. Alexander Aston, he's a he's a uh, educational researcher from U- UCLA. He's passed away now, but a prolific researcher, actually. Okay. Um, but he says uh, and I'm going to paraphrase his quote here. Sure. Um, but the problems of the world, he says, you know, war and poverty and crime and um, relational strife, et cetera, they're not technical problems, but they're problems of the heart. Hmm. And so when we, uh, again, for us in Christian higher ed, we're not just training students to go out and, and into a vocation or a technical job. Mm-hmm. We're actually helping to educate and form and transform so that they can can be a like we would say salt and light in a christian mm-hmm. uh, right. context from our right? devos um, right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's right um yeah we we would be salt and light we would be a healing bomb we would help to for, for those who are christian and non-christian to to actually engage to help alleviate human suffering and misery yeah. um and and these are things that i i think again i went to cal state fullerton i went to claremont you know public mm-hmm. schools pr- public private but non yeah. obviously non-christian and they they don't talk about all this stuff right and so we have an opportunity to do that and so i'm gonna pause there that's a long answer to your very short question <laughs> and um and uh yeah i'm ha- happy to take other other questions and try to be shorter in my responses there. <laughs> no you're doing great it's just so great to hear your heart because i love um, just hearing that from you, I love that that's kind mm-hmm. of your perspective leading your your school, the school. I think it's incredible. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I have a lot I want to get to. Our time is going to go fast here. But yeah. one one thing I'm curious about, I actually don't really know. So you, you mentioned, I think your dad was a Methodist preacher, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, does Biola have an affiliation? I'm not sure what they're. No, no, no. Okay. Biola is non-denominational. They call it non-denomination okay. or interdenominational. Okay. So it's not church sponsored. And, uh, and obviously, President Pacific and a number of schools are church sponsored or governed. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my, so it's different for me. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that was my next question. So now as you're getting more and more in the MB world, did, were, were you familiar with Mennonite brethren? Did you think we were yeah. crazy? 
crazy weird name people what did you think is you're getting more and more in the nb world yeah 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 i thought my wife would have to wear a bonnet you know coming in no i'm just kidding (laughs) a lot of people think that so this is so this is so interesting so i didn't know much i say that Mm -hmm. uh but i knew knew a little bit right after college beth and i were involved in a church plant in in what's called south la now i used to be called south central they call south la now it was a bilingual church and it was it was planted by there's an organization called World Impact. Uh-huh, it was founded yeah. by Keith Phillips after the Watts riots in the 60s. And he would grab college students from all over Southern California, UCLA, Biola, Azusa, mm-hmm. USC, and they would go and do Bible clubs, after school Bible clubs for kids in the housing projects. Well, okay. in the early 90s, they started this church plant. And so um the church planter was a Mennonite brethren pastor from Canada. Okay. Um, his name is Fred Stace. He's mm-hmm. passed on now, but we knew him. He was our pastor for, um, so we were there six, six or seven years in the, in the nineties. And okay. he, what they did was um, again, the language then is like that he start, he helped to start it. And then he passed on the church to indigenous leadership. Okay. So we had a bilingual, we had a Spanish speaking pastor and an English speaking pastor, Ron Johnson, um, African-American from LA who, who, you know, Fred had passed it on. And cool. so, um, so I was, so I was familiar with Mennonite brethren. Uh, Fred baptized us after college. Oh, cool. Fred also did our premarital counseling, okay. uh, where he told where he told told that told me I'm not ready to get married. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. He, he was very honest. He just said because, and I, I kind of alluded to my uh, some of the issues that I had with my dad, and he just mm-hmm. said you you have issues that you haven't resolved yet with your mm-hmm. dad. Wow. And so you can't you can't get married. So he was he, he was pretty honest. I, I don't know about premarital premarital counseling today they it seems a lot of it is kind of rubber stamping fred wasn't like that he was just like nope you're not getting married and i was just like i got a ring and a date we get to figure yeah. this out you know and uh-huh. so um we did eventually fig- figure things out and i had to separate conversation but to, you sure. know talk with my dad and all that stuff but mm-hmm. um so I'm familiar with it but not to the degree obviously now Mm-hmm. Uh, that I am, and I'm learning. I'm learning more. Sure. So I I read um, coming here. It, it's more probably well a little bit of mix of the MB world, but more about um, Fresno Pacific. So I've read three or four books on the history of mm-hmm. FPU, and mm-hmm. very very helpful for me to have context and a little bit of um, where the MBs came came from. It, it you know from it sounds like Germany if I get that right, and then Russia, and then to America, Canada, and some parts of Latin America, yep. and then Tabor College, our sister institution in mm-hmm. Kansas, of course. Uh, Beth yep. and I met, got to meet Dr. David Jansen and Karen, mm-hmm. his wife. It's just yep. really really great. We spent some good time uh, with them at um, we had a new president. We were at a new president's institute actually in Carlsbad. Okay, um, California last month. It was um, just north of San Diego, and that was really good to hang out with them and get a little context as well. And so I'm learning here. I'm meeting with some. Um, there's some retired faculty here that okay. I met with, and um, and pastors here that I'm meeting with as well. So I'm getting to know a little bit more of the world and uh, of the MB world, and of course going to the convention to getting to meet and talk to people and just hear the, kind of the discussion. 
Yeah, cool. Well, we're we're glad to have you. It's it's great to have you and then be family. So, so um, one thing that so I I live in Wichita. A lot of people listening. We live people listening all over the country. But where I'm from, we have a lot of Tabor people. Uh, yeah. So we know Tabor really really well. But I think a lot of people don't really know Fresno super well. Yeah. So if people listening, they they've probably heard about Fresno. They maybe have heard mm-hmm. about you. They know it's an MB school. Mm-hmm. How else would you describe Fresno to people who maybe don't have yeah. a really intimate familiarity with it? Yeah. So Fresno, the city or Fresno Pacific, the college, uh, the university. Yeah. Sorry. Just to, just to clarify, because sure. I was going to say, yeah, Fresno itself is, a, it's, a, you know, another breadbasket of America in terms of the, um, in terms of the fruit and produce and all that stuff. It's just, it's amazing. Like I, I was telling someone the other day, I had a peach that I was like, I had never had a peach before because this peach oh, was wow. just like, oh, it was so great. So <laughs> That's cool. um, I'm right now, it's a summer harvesting season. So it's really great. But Fresno Pacific, the college. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mentioned earlier, I'd never been on the campus before. Mm-hmm. So it's about 50 acres in the su- southern part of the city. I'm learning here, southeast part of Fresno. It's a beautiful campus, actually. Lots of trees. They they have um, California coastal redwoods on the oh, campus. Wow. And there's a little part of the campus that they call, I think it's dubbed the forest. Because it just mm-hmm. looks cool with a bunch of trees. And I guess students and faculty and staff hang out there. Um, when it's not 108 degrees. Uh, <laughs> and so, so the commitment, my, my, as I'm learning and growing, you know, my, my understanding here, um, it is in this region of the, of California, uh, mm-hmm. we have a lot of first gen students. And okay. so, uh, that's really cool for, uh, for me because I, I, again, I believe, and for us, I think, uh, we have students who are cycle breakers. And mm. who can um, what what they would call you know social mobility, uh-huh. right? Like if your family yeah. doesn't have a college degree, like it, it, the chances of just being stuck in poverty are mm-hmm. pretty you know significant. Yeah. And so we have students who um, I, I mean I've met some students who literally their parents are picking you know crops in the field, and yeah. um, these yeah. students find a way here, and so so that's amazing. Um, they, the, the, uh, again, I'm learning, uh, the number sure. one program here, or one of the, one of the, um, I think the programs are really good, but the one that people really love and respect is in education. Okay. And so, um, in, in the Valley here, uh, in the Valley, I think means from Bakersfield to, uh, up to Sacramento, um, like the education, the students that we place undergrad or degree completion or graduate students in education, is um i mean i guess students just get snapped up if they know yeah. if they know they're an fpu grad they're going to be cool. teaching or counseling in the schools which i love i think teaching is one of the noblest professions actually yeah. uh, that you can have and this is where again as christians being in the classroom mm-hmm. you know k-12 and beyond uh, have a significant difference uh social work is also big and then we have a uh, an emerging nursing uh program Okay. So there's a, a large need. I, I'm not sure in the Midwest what it is, but in California, there's a large need for nurses mm-hmm. given the retirements of uh, the older generation yeah. and the need um, to care. I mean, it's literally they could hire a thousand nurses today and it would it still mm-hmm. wouldn't be enough. Mm-hmm. And so we have emerging program uh, there as well. And then we ha- obviously we have the seminary that we're training pastors and also counselors in the MFT program. Dr. Okay. Sharon Tan is the new dean slash VP. She's brilliant. 
I, I, she and I started the same day, so I didn't know her before, oh, cool. but she's, she is super just, she's brilliant her heart for God, her love for mm-hmm. Jesus is, is just amazing. And her understanding too of the MB world. It's, mm-hmm. it's just great. So, um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of the pro we have athletics, of course, too, uh, on the undergrad side. Um, Fresno Pacific is different than a number of Christian colleges in that we have a large uh, adult degree completion okay. uh, program. Uh-huh. So on the undergrad side, it's probably 850 or so traditional undergrads, but okay. in degree completion, it's um, probably 1,200, 1,300 wow. adults. So their average age is probably 30, 35 years old. Okay. And I, I actually think, and, and honestly, it's probably one, it's one of, among the reasons I came to uh, Fresno Pacific is because that's where education is going. Yeah. Um, so fewer, so you, you just look at the demographic data, right? Fewer, mm-hmm. fewer people are being born, right? It's just a science. You, you count the number of people born in a hospital. And mm-hmm. once they track that out, there's, um, you know, 18 years. So that number is declining. So fewer than 2 million high schoolers are graduating each year in our country. And that number is declining. There's wow. nearly 40 million adults that have started um, college, but never finished. Mm-hmm. And that number is growing. And yeah. so in California, it's over, I think over 4 million adults mm-hmm. who started college, but never completed. And wow. so that's really, and again, that number is increasing. So I think Fresno Pacific is, is positioned well. They have, we have four regional campuses. So uh, mm-hmm. we have the main campus in Fresno. Mm-hmm. And then from, from the Southern part of this, uh, from, of the Valley, we have a campus in Bakersfield, Mm-hmm. By Salia, which I was there uh, last night, welcoming students back to class, North Fresno, and then in Merced, which is uh, about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes north of us. And okay. so, um, so it's a wonderful campus, great place. And again, mo- most of uh, I, uh, well, I'll say that I got here in the summer, so I didn't get to see many students or faculty. Um, yeah. But as people are rolling back, it's just fun to see the energy and the life coming back to campus. Yeah, very cool. Okay, well, I'll warn you. So that was a great transition because the next question I wanted to ask you, it's a big question. We could talk for mm-hmm. hours. So just mm-hmm. give us your kind of, you know, first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Education has changed so much, right? Since you've been mm-hmm. at Biola 30 some mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, online becoming a big thing. Like you just mentioned the adult completion thing. Um, obviously COVID and that all kind of shifted mm-hmm. education quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious, like down the road, we always hear rumors about, you know, is is the government going to pay for college and what's that going to do for private institutions? Yeah. So yeah. again, there's a, I feel like education has already changed yeah. a lot and most mm-hmm. likely under your leadership, education yeah. will continue to evolve. So yeah. Yeah. if you were to kind of guess, yeah. like where, where do you think college education is going and how, yeah. how do you see Fresno kind of fitting into that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had a crystal ball. for it. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, the short answer, um, there's a lot of pressures on, on, on higher ed, yeah. right? Um, yeah, there's just a lot of pressure and including just the, the value of it. Like, sure. do we really need this? And, mm-hmm. and now you have um, large organizations like Google, Amazon, et yep. cetera, who are doing their own training, right? Or education, mm-hmm. if you will, um, for workers. Mm-hmm. And that adds pressure to the work that we do because we we would still say we're a liberal arts institution right the question the the big question for us isn't what will i do right that's that's that is a question but that's not the big question 
the big mm -hmm. question that a liberal arts education asks is who will I become? Who am I becoming or who will I become, right, as a person? And sure. I kind of referenced that a little bit earlier. Like we, like at the end of the day, we want students to have not big heads filled with mm -hmm. just knowledge and a little bit of wisdom, but we mm -hmm. want them to have big hearts. That's what I want, at least. Sure. I want them to have big hearts that they can go out in the world. They're empathetic. They have eyes to see and ears to hear what God's spirit is guiding them to, to again, help and and bring hope like in a, in a, in a generation that feels hopeless. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so a couple things, one, mm -hmm. the, the future will be different. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know what that is, Matt specifically, but I, I yep. feel like I'm called to help President Pacific um, get there. And uh -huh. it's a little bit of a both end. Like we have to take care of business here. But sure. we, I have to help facilitate a, a group of people on our campus and probably outside of the campus to think about how we we like build the plane as we're flying on it to meet sure. the needs of a future generation. I don't want to give up, um, again, what we would say is a liberal arts education, like students are getting knowledge in our context of Bible, history, mm -hmm. psychology, art, history, you yeah. know, et cetera, mm -hmm. because that helps to form a person holistically, they're sitting in a class, not learning just technical things, but they're actually, their presuppositions are being challenged. Right. And that's right. going to help them be a better person. And it's going to help them. It doesn't mean they have to change their mind, but at least they have understanding and empathy. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, again, I think makes better uh, homes, better churches, better communities. Um, so yeah, no, no easy answer to that. Mm -hmm. I think there's a little bit of both we have to have programs that students students want and add right. value. So that's sure. true. And I mm -hmm. think for Fresno Pacific, for me, one of the things I, regardless of what's happening in the future, I, I want to make sure that we're serving well. So so I don't know if customer service is the right way to say that, but yeah. but we're seeing the needs of students. So we we need to get that part right. I also have met with our um, IT. Mm -hmm. So Fresno Pacific outsources the IT. So I've met with them actually a couple of times. And okay. um, I, I, I believe technology is, it will be a big part of the future. Yep. Um, I know people don't like to do the online and the Zoom. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. <laughs> uh, however, yeah, uh, if students want to be on Zoom, if it's more convenient, more time saving, et cetera, how do we meet that need? Do we, do we just say, sorry, it's too bad. You have to be here or can we still have this interaction? We, we, as you, as you know, we, we, we study a book that's thousands of years old and, um, and, uh, and it, and it has impact on our lives, right? These sure. letters that are yeah. written in, uh, and, um, and I don't know if anyone would say, well, no, sorry, this because they're ancient, they don't matter, but cause we can't right. sit face to face with Paul or Peter or whoever, that's not going to matter, but we, it, it still has an impact on our lives. So, so I think we have to we have to be thinking of that, and again, a little bit of a both and mm -hmm. uh, there, but no easy answer. And every every college, even my my previous institution, every college is thinking about this yeah. very question: like, how do we not only survive, to be honest, but thrive? And this is where, yeah. because of the declining demographics, I think schools that are are just so much more bound to traditional undergraduate students will struggle a little bit more. I think yeah. Fresno Pacific is a great place just because it, um, the, the, the adult learner, the adult de degree completion program is really part of the future of higher ed. Yep. I think you started by saying that college presidents have to be one of the hardest jobs in the country. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Cause I, yeah. everyone wants, 
everyone wants a beautiful campus. Everyone wants high-speed internet. Everybody yeah. wants world-class faculty. Everybody wants, you know, a hundred majors to choose from. Everybody wants their football team to be good and have yeah. great uniforms. Yeah. And so there's a lot that's on your yeah. plate. So yeah. I, I imagine, especially moving forward, yeah, you're going to have to prioritize and figure out what, where the culture is headed. And that's, that's yeah. a big job. That's yeah. a big job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we, as we begin to close out here, Dr. Stevens, you've been so generous with your time already. I just want to hear from you for pretty much everybody listening in the U.S. and be family, pastors, church leaders, a variety of people. Uh, we, we actually just we talked to Dr. Jansen just a few episodes ago. So you guys oh, are both, you're both kind of new. We're both getting to know you a little bit. Just how, how can you see us working together? Like as you're getting to know the U.S. and be folks, Dr. Yeah. Jansen, yeah. how can Fresno and Tabor and U.S. and be and pastors? Yeah. How do you yeah. see us kind of fitting together? Yeah. So, so I believe, um, I just believe, well, a couple, couple things I'll, I'll just say, if you, you may be familiar with the Barna research, uh, David Kinneman there. So David and I are, we knew each other who is he was on the board at Biola actually. Oh, cool. And then just a little known fact that I, as I was doing my, um, master's degree at Cal state Fullerton, I also taught, I was an instructor in the, in the comm department at Biola. And he was okay. one of my students, actually. Oh, so really? I've known David for a long, long time. But, well, just a uh, side note: you need you need to send him a quick text or an email. Tell him to come on Lead Pods. Tell him you oh, just had okay. a great interview, and we just yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, welcome yeah. anytime. Well, I will. I do have his <laughs> his phone number, so we do text. Uh, yeah, back and forth every now and then, and so happy to happy to do that. But he, <laughs> if you look at the Barnum research, right, we know that this emerging generation and even older generations. Fewer of them uh, read their Bibles. Fewer yep. of them pray mm-hmm. every day. Fewer of them go to church, right? Yeah, right. And so, um, but I believe, again, I, I mentioned both Beth and I are pastor's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe in the church with all its warts and blemishes. <laughs> we believe that it's God's plan A mm-hmm. um, in our world today through the work of Christ on the cross and the Holy Spirit that has been poured out for us now. Yeah. And so, so the school, the Fresno Pacific, and I, and, I, and I believe our Christian colleges are actually in service to the church, right? Mm-hmm. They're not the church, but they are in service to the church. And so given the data that students, especially young people, aren't going to church, and even yeah. if they go, Matt, how much time do they spend at a church in a week? At max, right. maybe three hours because of right. you know youth group or what have you, and mm-hmm. um, maybe an hour, maybe four. I don't know. It's not very much. Right. But students are still going to college. Right. And so we have an opportunity. Again, I mentioned it earlier on. We have an opportunity to be Christ uh, to these students. Again, college is different than a church. Yeah. Um, it's certainly at higher ed is different than K-12 education. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that's clear yeah. for, right, right, right. for listeners. Um, but we have an opportunity to partner with the church and certainly, again, I, I believe serve the church. And so the mm-hmm. school is in the church, but it, it is to facilitate, uh, uh, a love for God that actually then the action is being involved in the church community. I just, I, I, I'm not a big believer in like the solo, like Jesus and me. It's like, I, I think mm-hmm. we're called to be a community. And yeah. so I, I, so I purposely, like I said, I'm meeting with pastors. I just met with, um, the pastor of Mountain View Church uh-huh, here uh-huh, in the city. Yep. You guys know Pastor Fred. Fred, yep. Uh, he mm-hmm. was at the, on one of the videos, I think, in uh, uh, when we're at the convention. I forget what he was talking about, multiply or something. I can't remember what it was. But yeah. anyway, uh, just really important for us to be in connection. I'm going down to 
uh, Readly next okay. uh-huh. uh, in a couple of weeks, right after school starts. Um, and that's, uh, as I understand it, another big area for our churches here. I visited two other churches here locally, MB churches mm-hmm. as well. So in meeting with the pastor uh, as, of one. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely uh, a partnership uh, for me. I'm listening and learning uh, but the posture again is I, I think the school is in service to the church yeah. um, for God's greater king, kingdom purposes. And what that looks like on practical level, you know, in terms of, mm-hmm. oh, we have students who are, you know, in worship bands at the churches, or we have counselors who are going through our counseling programs or people who are volunteering Sunday school teachers, you know, there's, a, there's all that, but I'm, I'm sure. just talking about a higher level, just the posture because again just 30 plus days into this I don't, all <laughs> sure. the details, but um but i i would just want our mb pastors to know and mb leaders to know um that i i just believe that the school is in service to the church mm-hmm. it's also different than a church right we're, we're right. discussing world of ideas and mm-hmm. pushing back on things and testing things that's just what faculty do and then mm-hmm. students are asking questions and i i was talking to someone the other day again we have a lot of adult learners Mm-hmm. And certainly as, a, as young people, they're trying to process who they are and who they're becoming, kind of sure. identity and purpose. But mm-hmm. I've talked to so many adults, Matt, 60 mm-hmm. plus year olds who are, who are trying to figure out who they are and, and their purpose. Sure. And so even there, we have an opportunity. And if you, if you study psychology and developmental psychology, you know that the, these, these um, uh, the process of, of growth, actually, it's cyclical, not linear. So you okay. kind of repeat cycles, actually, even as you right. go old. So, so it's very, very fascinating to me. So, so again, the church is, is God's answer uh, through mm-hmm. Jesus. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. And, yeah. uh, and I'm out, again, intentionally meeting with our pastors, uh, getting to know them, them getting to know me, and then really listening and learning what, what do they need and how can mm-hmm. we as a, as an institution help partner with them in those ways. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And along with that, I mean, our, our culture is just increasingly difficult, right? The world is hard. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. And I think it's getting harder. And so I think you're yeah. right that more and more people are going to have those kind of wrestling conversations, mm-hmm. regardless of age, mm-hmm. it's going to be more and more common. Yeah. Thing. So yeah. I went to a private liberal arts, Christian college, yeah. had a great experience. I totally yeah. see the value. So I love mm-hmm what you're doing. And I, I'm just so impressed with you, Dr. Steven. So yeah. thank you. No, for, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for your leadership. And I'm looking forward to the days ahead at Fresno. There's good you, things. Yeah. Thank you so much. And if you need to get a graduate degree, come on out. We'll help <laughs> you do that. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I'm awesome. recruiting already, man. I love it's it. It's in my blood. <laughs> I love it. Well, anybody listening too, if you need a degree, yeah. take, yeah. check out Fresno. Please, yeah. Please reach out to us. And certainly you can send, send me an email. It's just, I think it's just FPU Prez, P-R-E-S um at fresno.edu but would love to hear from you and anyone else and um yeah looking forward to learning and listening and uh, doing this work together i think we're co-laborers again in this work for god's kingdom absolutely well again thank you so much for your time today really excited about your leadership so i know your your students are coming here in just a few days so hopefully hoping and praying that you have a really great school year thanks again dr stevens thank you matt appreciate it Lead cohorts are starting in September, and it's not too late to join. In a cohort, you will meet with a small group via Zoom to explore topics pertaining to life and ministry. With 11 cohorts to choose from, you're sure to find one that will enrich your journey. 
Find our lineup of fall cohorts or sign up on the USMB website at www.usmb.org slash lead-cohorts. Well, once again, many thanks to Dr. Stevens for joining us today and to all of our friends over FPU. We're wishing you a really great school year as things are getting kicked off there in California. I really appreciated a lot of what Dr. Stevens had to say, and I agree with him that there's a lot of things that we can do together to work together as a conference, as a Mennonite brother and family uh, to help reach the next generation. And like you said, you know, these college students, young adults, many of them may not uh, attend church very regularly, but many of them are still attending college. And so that's a great way for us to reach that next generation. So grateful for Dr. Stevens Hart and for the great things happening over there at Fresno. Okay, well, whether you are back to school or if your life is continuing on as normal over the summer, hope you're having a great week wherever you are, wherever you're listening, and we will look forward to seeing you next time right here on The Lead Pods. Thanks for listening to Lead Pods. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to our show wherever you're listening today. Learn more by visiting usmb.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we learn more practical tools to increase our impact together.